Good morning, everyone. You know, we spent a little longer time in worship on purpose that uh, God would prepare the soil of our hearts for that which is to come, both the word that we're going to be sharing as well as the time of prayer that we're going to uh, have together. I trust that you've really uh, profited from those these times where we've been sharing over the last couple weeks on prayer and fasting and also from the uh, month, uh, excuse me, not monthly, the actual uh, prayer focus that we've had, the daily prayer focus that we've been emailing out to you. I hope that has been a blessing uh, to you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time that we now come to your word. And I thank you, Lord, that we had an opportunity to stop and to praise and worship your worthy, worthy name. I thank you, Father, that we had time in that season of worship to be alert to your Holy Spirit to refocus and realign our perspectives according to your greatness and so Lord we thank you that you brought us together we thank you for the um, just the joy that we have of being able to come before you and praise and worship your great name I thank you, Father, for your word. I thank you, you preserved it all these years that we might know the truth and be set free by it. And so, Lord, I ask right now that you would uh, open our eyes to the things you want to share with us. And we bless you in the name of Jesus. Yes. Amen. Amen. Psalm 34, 6 says, This poor man, that would be me, called... And the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. You know, we all have those times where we're vulnerable, the times that we have issues in our life that we're trying to make sense out of. We all have those times where we need something bigger than us to get through. And so this guy in Psalms noted um, himself as a poor man. Hey, I'm poor. I don't have resources to cash the check of my need. And maybe you find yourself there that you can't cash the check of your need. But prayer offers us that ability to connect with him and to really enjoy his presence. There is no greater um, contentment than to know that God gets you. You. There's no greater comfort than to know that God's got you. He really has you in his hands. And so he invites us to connect with him in his presence. And so to me, there's no greater exhilaration to be in the presence of the Lord. To get in his presence, to communicate with him. And that changes everything. You know, it's uh, many times in relational counseling... Um, one party will tell the other, I just want to be heard. I just want to be heard. And I think that we have that joy of knowing that our Lord hears us. He hears us. He gets us, yes. He, he has us in the palm of his hands. But he hears us for whatever we bring before him. And it's also important, I think, 
in, um, if you're in a, a job situation or a school situation, if the principal of the office brings you in and wants to hear what you have to say on an issue, there's something empowering, there's something um, cool about having someone of authority actually listen to you. And so in this particular case of prayer, you have somebody a big authority that wants to give you a place to speak. And he wants to hear what you have to say. And so I feel like in prayer, I was going to bring a little lamp and plug it in. When you plug in to God, for lack of a better illustration, the electricity of God begins to flow between you. And the way in which he made you from the beginning to operate gets empowered. It gets empowered. And so he wants to share with you his heart, not just hear what's on your heart. So as we close this time of prayer and fasting that we've been um, doing for 21 days, the last time I'll get to preach to you on this in this series, um, there are many, many patterns and methods of knowing how to pray. We made a little book available for you in the Back Resource Center. If you didn't pick it up, you can get that. It's called Pray First. And um, I'm going to give you a little handy way of approaching God and dealing with God. And it basically is based around five points. So that would be five fingers, so to speak. The first one... The first way that I think is the first thing I do in prayer is I praise him. Uh, Psalm 103, 2 through 5 says, Praise the Lord, O my soul. It's basically you're directing your soul. Your thinking, your feelings, your decision making. That makes up your soul. You're, you are directing your soul. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Then we get a little list of it. Who forgives all your sins. Wow. Heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion and satisfies your desires with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I think that one of the greatest things that we have to do in praising him, and it only takes one thing, engaging our memory. Just engage your memory. What has he done in this world? Not just to you. I mean... The preservation of oxygen. The preservation of the rotation of the earth. The preservation of the distance from the sun. The preservation of life. The predictability of life. You'd say, it's not too predictable. I don't know. We just heard about babies being born. I, I'm grateful that my wife had two girls and not a dog and a cat. I mean, life is more predictable than you think it is. There are a lot of predictability factors that God maintains and sustains. And if we will just engage our memory, we can remember his benefits and we can praise him for that. 
We can praise him for that. What is praise? Praise is to applaud God. It is to appreciate God. It is to compliment God and to esteem him. To rave about him. It's to recognize his attributes. It's to pay tribute to his interactions and to boast about him. It is to celebrate. That's a great word for you to use. It's to celebrate God, him and his ways, to exalt his name, to sing of his goodness. These are all ways you can praise God. And to me, in prayer, that's how we should be entering prayer. Because a, one great thing it does is self-centered. You ready? It cleanses my mind. It alters my perspective. It recalibrates me. It, it's as if it's an oil filter in a car. It cleanses my life so that I can see clearly. I wear glasses. And, and, and if my glasses are not clear, uh, I don't see clearly. And so many times, the circumstances of life can cloud our view. And so here we enter prayer, and we didn't praise. We didn't remind us of ourselves of his goodness. And we just kind of barge into his presence and throw out our little needs, which are big needs, I'm not making light of them. But had we cleansed the lens of our life with praise, it would be different. The second thing, number two, worship. A big part of prayer, Psalms 100, 2 through 3. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. I could stop right there. And I am not. I could say that. The Lord is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people. The sheep of His pasture. We are His. So we worship Him. The second thing, we praise Him. We worship Him. What's the difference? Worshiping, I think, is like reverencing Him. It's... What is reverencing? Um, reverencing is um, that you go into a meeting of somebody. I've been in the meetings with Ronald Reagan and President Ford. When I went into the meeting, I just didn't just act up. I went in with honor. I went in with carefulness. I was very careful what I said and what I did. Reverence, how much more the God of the universe. Reverencing is honoring him it's, and his ways and his greatness. It's adoring him. I mean, valuing him, treasuring him. It's being devoted to him. Here's a word that we use um, rather flippantly, but to be in awe of him. To just be taken back. I can't believe you let me in your presence. I'm shocked. I'm in awe. Blessing him, loving him, respecting him and his ways. This is all part of worship. And I could sure go off on a tangent because worshiping God is also obeying God. And I could go off on that tangent. But right now we're on prayer. 
So worshiping God, I praise Him. And I honor Him. I worship Him. The third thing I don't have to describe much is what we mainly call prayer. Petition. We bring our things before God. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. I cannot believe that he would invite us to bring our stuff to him. But he does. But he does. And so he invites you to petition him. Well, it's not that big of a deal. Well, he invites you to. I mean, aren't you the sheep of his pasture? We just read about that. He invites you to bring your stuff to him, big or small. But usually we seem to run to him on the big stuff because if we could have done it, we would have done it and we can't do it, so we call out to him. Help. Help God. We petition him. And I won't go on further on that. That one we seem to know, number three. <laughs> Praise. We seem to go a lot of times right to petition. And to me, if there's five parts of prayer in my little illustration here, leaving these two out are, are really rough. They do have a cleansing effect that helps you hear later when we talk about that. Praise, worship, petition. The third, the fourth thing is thanksgiving. Psalms 107.1 Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His love endures forever. This one, I think you do. Most of you do. You stop and you recognize what you should be thankful for. Grateful for the wide variety of things. Acknowledging Him when He interacts. It wasn't just a circumstance that, huh, that turned out good. Well, maybe God had something to do with it. Thank Him for the things of your life. And I'll say this. Um, this is a big one for me. And it took me a while to get to this. But this is where faith resides. Faith resides when we thank Him ahead of time. When we pray for a situation and we thank Him. God, I thank you. Now, the more you know the word, the more these words pop in your brain. You don't have to, I'd love it if you memorized scripture exactly, but if you got the concept and you're saying, you prayed over something and then you say, God, I thank you that this is right in your will. You want me to get that relationship straight with so-and-so. You want me to do it because I know that's what you tell us. You tell us to love one another. You tell us not to let um, situations sit where we've offended somebody or they've offended us. You, you tell us, so I know I'm praying according to your will, so I thank you that you're about to bring some answers, and I'm going to be alert for them. Thankfulness. The fifth and final thing is probably one of the hardest things in prayer, but to me is absolutely critical. And I'm going to I'm just labeling it listening and responding. So praise and worship and petition and thankfulness. And then comes listening and responding. And so John 10, 27 says, Jesus speaking, My sheep listen to my voice. Which means he speaks. I know them. 
which means he really understands you. He knows you intimately. And they follow me. Listening and responding. I have to uh, confess. Uh, might as well confess. <laughs> um, I, many times uh, I am enamored that he would talk to me. And I'm praying and all of a sudden I feel like he's given an impression on my heart. And I'm starting to write it down. It's so exciting. And I become enamored that I heard him. And I don't do anything with it. So it's really, really important that we show our love to him by our followship. So, so it's, it's critical that we respond. And we could go off on that. But for right now, I'm just listing it as one of the five things that I think are important in prayer. Praise, worship, petition, thanksgiving, and listen and respond. Listening and responding is giving close attention to hear his voice or his prompting. I don't know what his voice feels like. Well, you know what the prompting is. Well, how do I know it's him and not me? Well, again, the more you spend in his word, the more you recognize his voice. And so he's going to talk to you. And he's going to prompt you. He's going to nudge you. And when you feel the nudge, here's my, here's my thing. I used to say, I'm not sure if it's him, I'm not sure, it might be him, but it could be him. It sounds like him, but I'm not sure. And now what I've done is I said, if I think there's any possibility it's him, I'm going to step out on that. And that's called walking by faith. That's called walking in the Spirit. That is taking the risk that you heard him and you step out in him. And he'll make it apparent immediately. So those are the five things I just wanted to bring to you. Good things to just kind of recap our time together. But today we're going to have a time of praying over each other. And I'm so excited about this time. We call it Four Corners. And you'll see that we have refreshing of the Holy Spirit here. We have getting free there. That means if you're stumped in an area, you can go there and we'll pray over you there. This is an area where you feel, I am dry. I need Holy Spirit to refresh me. And over here we have healing. If you have something going on in your body that you need some healing on, we're going to pray for you there. And then back here is, we have a corner called prophecy. And then Alberto and Audrey, wave your hand. Alberto, Audrey. If you speak Spanish and that's your preferred language, straight in the back on the, by the sound booth, you'll see Spanish. Um, go there. I was going to say something like that in Spanish. Like, uh, let me see. Hang on. Uh, what's the word for if? Tu necesita habla en español hasta allí. That's okay. <laughs> okay. So those are four areas. Healing, refreshing of the Holy Spirit, prophecy, and getting free. And so um, I believe that God wants to intervene in your life today. I have been praying toward this. Your leaders have been praying toward this. We have prayer teams that have been praying toward this time. And we believe God is going to meet you. 
And all you have to do is engage in faith. Even as Pastor Stan got up here and just prompted you, pushed you, and we sang about it. Engage your faith and watch what God has to do. God will answer your prayers on the hardest of issues you are facing. So whatever your deepest hurt that you're going through right now or your need, God wants to meet with you. And so will you just step out in faith? Will you take the risk of seeing what God has for you? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time that we have together. I thank you, Father, that even as our prayer teams are going to their corners right now, Lord, that you are preparing our hearts to receive the strength of your intervention. I thank you, Father, that you have invited us to bring our requests to you. And so we want to respond to your invitation. It's like being in, you inviting us to a wedding and us not going. You gave us an invitation to deal with those things that are heavy on our hearts. And so, God, we want to be faithful to step out in those areas. And so, God, here we are. We're, we're ready and we will engage our faith and trust in you that you are going to do what you said you were going to do. And so we're all in for that, Lord. We have a need and you have an answer. And so, God, whether our need is that we are dry, you will meet us, O oh God. If we are stuck, you will free us, O oh God. If we are in need of hearing a word from you, you prophetically allow that to happen. You showed it in Scripture. You made a way for us to have prophecy and prophets to hear from you and deliver what they hear. And you made a way, O oh Lord, multiple times for your people to get healed. And so we are coming out of obedience to your invitation. And Lord, we desire to walk where you've called us to walk. And we bless you, O Lord. We bless you, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, if you'll stand up just for a second, I just want to tell you a little bit about what, how this works. To most of you, this is going to be something new. To most of you, it's, it's something that is not your, in your norm.